leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. <clears throat> hey, check it out. Come on, everybody, check it out. Let's all check it out. It's a 45-minute OAV about mermaids and scars and small children and death and things are bad and it sucks to be immortal. And it's basically let the right one in. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Uh, You're so welcome. Hi, I'm I'm Coriander Dickinson, and Hey Check It Out is a podcast where we take turns to show each other things we probably haven't seen before. Usually movies, but this is, I guess, technically a movie? OVAs are home video releases from, from Japan. I have subjected my friends Josh Kagan and Anna Wasserman to The Mermaid's Scar. So, should should I start by explaining the 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 setting or why I picked this, or would well, you yes, like you to just tell? Did, you've would got you like a fair to, like, amount of explaining to do, Coriander. <laughs> would you like to? I don't know. Ask your questions first. No, get your spleen on. I want to I'll hear this. My, I'll take my answer off the air. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It's just perfectly normal anime. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when we watched Censor, we talked about how old uh, video rental stores would operate, potentially. And it reminded me of a place I used to go to as a kid that was a video game rental store that had an anime section of VHS tapes. And mostly I went there to rent, like, Slayers and whatnot. But every once in a while, I'd just pick up another random tape. This is how I ended up seeing Ghost in the Shell. Because uh, my mom was involved in the rental process. I wasn't, like, completely uh, unsupervised. Although leaving me in front of, like, the Nintendo that they had on demo was a good way to spend 15 minutes. So... I probably saw this around 96 or 7. I would have been like 8 or 9. It really stuck in my head, let's say. It was probably like my first introduction to this kind of uh, visceral violence. I was not prepared. I was not prepared for how violent it was. I enjoyed it. I thought it was delightful. When the first, when the first kill happened, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, neat. It's horror. I mean, it's basically mm -hmm. a 45 minute mm -hmm. horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You were how old when you said you saw it for the first time? Eight or nine. So too young. <laughs> too young, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it was not the, I'd say the worst thing I ended up renting uh, was one of the Peacock King OVAs, which was definitely uh, R rated and it said R on the tape. And yeah. that one, I couldn't actually make it through. I, I, I did not want to watch that. But this one, I, I did watch at least once, potentially twice, but I haven't seen it for, like, at least 15 years. And you saw it subtitled? Yes. Okay. Good. Good. There was a dub released, but I'm fairly certain I saw this one subbed, whereas, like, the Slayer's stuff I was watching was dubbed. By the way, for our listeners, uh, the dubbed version is available on YouTube, and I think mm. it is worth watching. 
Also, a note that this is part of the Mermaid Saga, so this is the second OVA, mm-hmm. and the first one is also available. Corey, for people who aren't big-time weebs like the three of us, OVA stands for what? Original, Original animated video. video. Yeah. Okay. That's why so the- OAV and OVA are basically interchangeable. Nobody really knows. <laughs> Okay, and these are just things that never showed on TV and never showed in a theater. They were made direct to video. Yes, and okay. some of them took for freaking ever, such as Legend of Galactic Heroes, famously 212 VHS releases. <laughs> Note from future Corey, I don't know where 212 came from. It's 110. Wait, 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 wait. I, okay. <clears throat> I did not realize until you just said that that Log was not a broadcast anime. Uh-huh. Um, wow. So if you had to watch the show that you're speaking of, you had to buy or rent 200 and blah tapes? Or, like, just pine away for years waiting for the next release. Absolutely not. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I realized watching this, because I had sort of dim memories of seeing a mermaid's thing. And I wasn't sure if it was this or not. And I saw it in the anime club at the university. And I did see it dubbed when I saw it. And it was this, but all I remembered was a small child talking about mermaid flesh and literally nothing else. So (laughs) I don't feel like it affected it. Here's the thing I have to say about the experience of watching this on a technical level is that now I remember the dub was awful, but probably hilarious because, you know, that's the quality of dubs back in like the 80s, early 90s, is that they were almost never good. Or at least they were always like three adults trying to play however many characters and like doing kids by doing this. And it was kind of terrible. Uh, But the subtitles on this are not good either. (laughs) Nope. They are absolutely not great. They appear to have been done by somebody who has little familiarity with either language, assumes the word onesan always refers to a specific character, even when context suggests absolutely otherwise, and just and, and translates some things in a way that make the actual point elusive in some cases. I A lot of my notes are me trying to interpret the subtitles. My guess was that these were machine done. I don't think a human did these. No, I think a human did these. Oh, okay. Badly. Last year, I was trying to watch everything by Mario Bava or as much as I could Mm. find. And there are a couple Westerns that did not get released uh, to anything, and nor were they ever dubbed. Uh, And there was one that I watched where the dubbing, not the dubbing, the subtitles were so bad and so, like, almost like doing a word puzzle that I had to watch it in like 10 minute blocks because I was getting a splitting <laughs> headache watching while trying to figure out what the hell they were saying. Um, this is not as bad. No, but there were a couple, there were a couple points where I was just like, I don't think that's what this is supposed to mean. And we'll get into it. Uh, Corey, uh, when you saw this, and, and forgive me, I have the memory of Dory. Uh, did you say when you saw it, uh, low these many years ago, it was dubbed or subbed? Subbed. And were the subtitles this bad? Yeah. Okay. It did not help my comprehension of the story. I thought some information was like super subtle. Uh, it's not. Not no. in, in reviewing it. I considered watching the dub just for comprehension purposes. 
Yeah. I got everything I needed from two watches. I'll probably watch it with the Mm. dub at some point. But uh, so the Mermaid Saga, I did a little reading about this afterwards because this is a 45-minute thing. And throughout it, I had this feeling like these two strangers are coming to town at the beginning and they're going to the next town at the wait a minute this is uh the prisoner slash kung fu slash any tv show littlest hobo this is any tv show where it's just like we're on the run and we're going to a new town and we're going to help somebody or there's going to be a problem and then we got to go to the next town anna yes uh, Josh, quick question. Do you think the prisoner is about a guy who goes from town to town as opposed to a guy who is stuck in a single town? I meant the fugitive. Thank you. Just the fugitive. <laughs> that does make more sense. Thank you. Thank you. It's any TV. It's three <laughs> syllables and it begins with a thing that could be a P. If you put a little line, if, if, if F had a little line over its face. That would be a P. The pr- yes, that was a huge mistake on my part. The, the Fugitive, Kung Fu, Littlest Hobo, whatever. There are a million TV shows like this. So there's a guy and a girl. We should probably just start from the top. Oh, there's there's more lead-in on, on setting this for people who watch anime. They might want to know some of where it comes from. This is written by Rumiko uh, Takahashi, famous... Mangaka, yep, creator of Urusei Yatsura, Ranma One Half, Inuyasha. I've heard of some of those, and mm-hmm. it's produced by Madhouse. It was released in '93, same year that they released Battle Angel or Gundam. Huh. Um, they may be known for such series as Yuara, Trigun, Beyblade. They're very big in the '90s. The director of this, Morio Asaka, was the director for Cardcaptor Sakura. Chubbits and Chiaifuru. Oh, nice. You can set your expectations pretty high for, like, the level of animation mm-hmm. that you're going to see going into this. Uh, the other OVA, the first one, was not produced by Madhouse. And when you say that, because I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it looks like there are... Well, and the different releases, it's split up differently, and there are different orders, but, like, there are chapters. And what we watched today was two chapters of this thing. Yes. Okay. There was a TV show. There were there were two a two part OVA produced in the nineties, and then a TV show followed that, which has also been dubbed into English. The whole conceit is: if you eat the flesh of a mermaid, you live forever. Maybe, maybe if you're lucky, you live forever, and even that's not too great. And we're following around a guy and a gal, and they've eaten the mermaid flesh, and they're walking around having adventures. Yeah, mm-hmm. we start off with like some smooth jazz, city pop. Uh, under the sea, we get the explanation of how mermaid flesh works, and then we go to a train. May I interrupt for a second? We also see some mermaids. And at this point, I found myself thinking, because I'd never seen this before or read anything, hey, we're going to have mermaids. This is going to be great. They're going to be splashing around. They're going to be having adventures. They're going to be wearing seashells. They're going to have great hair. And it, there's going to be adventures under the sea full of mystery and wonder. No, you're thinking of Beauty and the Beast. Maybe. But I was just, I, I had an expectation when I saw mermaids in the opening credits, like, this is a mermaid show. We're going to see mermaids. Ah, uh, wonderful fairy tales. Yes. You see some parts. That's some parts not, mermaids. that's not the case. You see parts of mermaids. Chunks. Yeah. Chunks. Chunks. <laughs> chunks, is an, 
adequate description. Yes. And then, as Corey said, we see a train. I mean, like, if you establish that eating mermaid flesh makes you immortal, potentially, and you don't show someone that mermaids exist, for sure, like, they're going to doubt that the mermaid flesh even works. They're going to think you're selling, like, fake immortality. Oh, no, I understand that. I just feel like there was part of me, I had an expectation, like, this is going to, this adventure is going to involve a mermaid or mermaids. And I don't know if that's a funny thing. Like, I was just like, oh, it's oh, called no. Mer- it's called oh. Mermaid Scar. I'm seeing mermaids. Mm-hmm. We're going to get some Daryl Hannah. We do not. It doesn't come up in the OVA, but from what I've read, the reason they're journeying around is they're trying to find an actual mermaid who can apparently, like, break the immortality curse. If, oh, they, okay. if they find one, in theory, they've kind of, they've heard that might be true, and they don't have anything else to do with their centuries of life. <laughs> Five hundred years so far for uh, the guy, and who knows how many yeah. years for the gal. Mm-hmm. So on the train is a little boy watching the scenery go by. He's got a backpack next to him on the bench, and it falls off. And one of the other passengers sitting across from him picks it up and is like, "Hey, kid, you all alone? You traveling by yourself?" Which little kids do in Japan. Yeah. And this is a nice couple. This is Mana and Yuta. Yep. They're just going somewhere. And uh, we come to find out that the little boy is going to be reunited with his mom. Aw, it's so nice. And he's shy. He's a shy little Dickens. And he's like, he's so cute. And he's clearly Astro Boy. (laughs) He's not clearly Astro Boy. (laughs) Oh, wait, sorry. wrong, Wrong set of notes. Yeah, he's excited to finally live with his mom. Yay! And I found myself thinking, like, oh, maybe the parents are divorced, or, you know, there's a thing, and the dad passed away. So a little boy is going to go live with his mom on a, in a big house in a big hill. That's nice. This is going to be a nice show. It's going to be some kind of Ghibli stuff. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Although when we pull into the train station and the kid sees his mom, he's like, Mom, Mom! She's standing there. Like a statue, a <laughs> cold, evil statue. She's got a little umbrella and a kimono. She's like stone-faced. Corey mentioned like there's going to be some great animation in this uh, in this episode, and there is some great animation. Then there is also some animation where the kid gets off the train. He's running towards his mom. He freezes, and he just holds on the frozen boy staring at his frozen mom for a sec. And then we cut to the nice couple in a frozen, like, grinning death rictus. And they're standing there and staring. Look, they saved their money for that shot of the moon. This is entirely normal anime stuff. You know that. I am learning that. But I think also to the average viewer uh, who doesn't know a ton about anime, they're like, why did the movie stop? And it's like, well, it's a style. I mean, sometimes they do it to save money. And sometimes they just do it because it's... It's kind of a tradition, and there's one specific like uh, animator who who pioneered this like freeze frame look. Talking about for Ashton Joe? Yes, they read about it on the internet. Okay, yeah, it's like a moment of big drama. You get to spend <laughs> a lot of time in just this moment. And I have to assume that's manga inspired to a degree as well, and that yeah. you're looking at you're looking at a frame of something not moving. Definitely. Like, you, you get more of a, I don't know, like a pastoral feeling, I guess. Yeah. And sometimes you just put two people in an elevator and just don't animate it for a minute because you are out of money, but also it's extremely tense and it works anyway. 
Anime as a style is meant to conserve your budget as much as possible. And I like that. It's very practical. Yes, <laughs> so practical. Sometimes anime is just a couple of guys. <laughs> yes, making hell shakeyano with a book. <laughs> I'll have to show you hell shakeyano. Anyway, here's the thing about art. Here's the thing about anime and art is that art comes from working with your limitations. It's true. When anime is good, it's good at that. When enemy's bad, it's really obvious that they're not. And when the lady you have to draw doesn't move because she's uptight, it's just, it's so convenient, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, well, it's just, let's call it a day. Who wants to go for sake? She is so uptight. She is dressed so traditionally. She's like an attraction at like an old timey town or something. I I, I don't know. Um, old Sturbridge Village is what I was going to say, but that's certainly not a universal thing. That's just it was mm. in Massachusetts. And it's like, this is where you send kids for the day and they're going to see old people churn butter and shit. Yeah. Fort Edmonton Park would be my reference. They all stand there. And then we come to learn that the very nice couple is Basically, and this is one of those things that not that is not exactly clear. He's going to go work on a construction site that is either near the mother's house or it is part of the mother's estate. I think it's just nearby. I yeah, but I think like the wife of the foreman of the place also works in the big, I thought she was the housekeeper person. It's all, they look, they go, he goes work, he goes to work at a construction site. The guy who works there is like, how old are you? He goes, I'm 20. And the guy goes, are you sure? And who's this lady? And he goes, oh, it's my sister. And he's lying about a bunch of things. We just don't know <laughs> what yet. And then the four man's wife comes in and is like, everybody's quit. Who cares? Just hire anybody. What am I paying you for? Boo. And now they have a job. Both of them have a job at the construction site, or he has a job at the construction site, and she has a job as a nun slash housekeeper. It was hard to tell from her outfit. <laughs> so having a day job is really normal in Japan. They they just pay cash out. And this appears to be a small village, rural there is a construction site, but it looks like they're doing infrastructure, like laying pipe. Yeah. 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 I guess we sort we see the train station a bit, and we see the big manor house, and we literally never see any of the village. So it's sort of hard to say. But I my impression was that the reason why the foreman's wife had gotten um, Yuki uh, a job at uh, at the mansion is just that everybody knows everybody in town. Well, let's talk about Yuki because we haven't met her yet until right now. Another nice lady kind of walks into this scene and is like, and I'm going to take care of the boy of the house because he just got here. The young master. The young master. I got the sense that everybody, because we're going to come to find out that the mom used to be married to a very, very, very rich man who is no longer with us. I got the sense that this is one of those like situations where there's one mad rich person in town and everybody works for them in one capacity or another. Probably. A little bit, although it seems the woman doesn't really have a connection to the community at all. Yeah. A, there's, there's very much the class separation. Yes. 
she's very isolated. She doesn't have anyone there she can really trust, but she probably put out a job listing basically in town or asked around town if anyone could take care of her kids. Like walked down to the construction site and very like stiffly asked if anybody knew anybody. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Or maybe she has a house cleaner who we never see and she's like, hey, oh, she does someone to cook. Doesn't she the woman who yells about like, you're making tea wrong. Or is that the on the construction? That's at the construction site. Okay. Um, I yes, I thought it was one and the same. Here's the important thing. None of that's important. What is important <laughs> is that now it's nighttime. Every shot from this scene coming up could be the cover of an album or look boss on a trapper keeper. Like it's just, it's so cool. It's so just like Brian De Palma E. It's lit beautifully. It's it's this, and so we see this big room. And we see the mom, and she is super fucking dead. Just like as dead as dead can be. She is sprawled out on the floor. She's got blood coming out of her nose. She's got blood coming out of her clavicle. She is dead as hell. And the little boy is standing there. And he doesn't really make any sort of... My assumption was, oh, this kid just found his dead mom. And he is stunned. And he just sort of goes, mommy? And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. It's a, And uh, forgive me for applying my obsessions to it. This scene is giallo as fuck. Like the yeah. lighting, it's like giallo. It's like De Palma. It's lit beautifully. And it's like flashes of lightning. And the blood is glistening. And it's just like, oh, this. Now this is great. And how are they going to deal with this? I guess this nice couple is going to have to adopt this little boy. Right? Because they've already shown interest in him. He's connected. They're clearly worried about him. Yeah. And now his mom's dead. And we, I guess, go to the next day. Do, 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 morning time. UK shows up. She's there to make food because she's, you know, a housekeeper, I guess, or nurse for the kid. Because when you're rich, you, you don't, you don't have to take care of your own children. Especially if you appear to hate them. But we don't know that yet. And besides, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because she's dead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like, you, you expect her, Yuki, to, to arrive and the boy to be, like, I don't know, hiding or crying right at the door or waiting at the stairs for help. And then be like, here's my dead mom. Yeah. Rocking back and forth, literally yeah. anything, just eating pudding, something. You expect him <laughs> He's lost control to, of his life. Just expect him to be in some crazy disassociative state. And instead, he just he's like, Good morning. And he's got his tiny pants and his little shirt. And he looks like uh he looks like he's gonna he's about to go ride Gamera's back. Like he's just like he's ready for another he's day. Got his mushroom hair yep. all <laughs> nicely fluffed. I'm ready for my day of being an anime boy. I might have a robot. <laughs> uh, who knows what could pop? I might get on an undersea train full of mystery and wonder. He's not Astro Boy. He's definitely not Astro Boy. No, Astro Boy's not the only boy who can get on that train. That's true. He's the only boy who did get on that train, but. Good morning, Yuki. Everything's so great. It's just a great day to be a little anime boy. And she's like, it sure is. Oh, and good morning to you, Mrs. This Boy's Mom. And then we see behind him, he doesn't see this yet, the mother, 
walks down the stairs as not dead as you please. Just perfectly poised. Wearing a great mm. necklace, which I thought had meaning because they seem to focus on it. It's just a great necklace. <laughs> the kid hides behind Yuki, like afraid of her. Like something happened. We don't mm. know what yet. And then we cut to a kitchen, either the kitchen in the construction site <laughs> or the kitchen at the house. It's a kitchen. Okay, so the the, okay. the young couple got room and board at this house that is owned by construction dad and <laughs> housewife mom. This fall on Fox. Those two are renting a room to this young couple in exchange for them helping out and doing construction. Great. And so Mana is helping make tea for the workers of the construction site. Uh, and she just pours the tea water directly into the container because she doesn't know how to do things like mm -hmm. housework. And the woman freaks out <laughs> as if as if she had just whizzed in the cup and went, I'm making tea, bitch. You know, and she's just no. like, no, how could you? Um, that, what did <laughs> she do wrong exactly? She poured hot water into a, into a tin of loose tea leaves. One like way to make tea, but not, not, the, a, not the best way to make only tea. Only if you want to waste all your tea leaves in one go. Sure. Maybe you've got a lot of fortunes to read. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're remote, so maybe this is like a month's worth of tea it could, yeah, wasted. Uh, they're, they're, on the, they're on the, you know, they're not exactly, you know, flush. No, they're actually in construction... As opposed to when Americans say I'm in construction, that means they're working for the mafia. These are just people who build things. That can be true things. all the time. All the time. Some people literally must be doing construction work. Yes, but they're also in the mafia. Oh, I see. Okay. It's just, that's how America works. What about the Teamsters? Now who's being naive? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, in what direction? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yuki arrives with Masato, the the, the child, uh, and he's being real shy, still clinging to her and trying to stay away from other adults. Poor little kid. It's traumatized. He's, his mom was dead and then came back to life. The woman who co-owns the construction site spills everything about the mom, the lady of the house. And she she married the she this lady like married the master when the master was damn near death. It was like an Anna Nicole Smith situation, it sounds like. They were out on a yacht, as rich people do, and then another yacht hit the yacht and everything exploded. And obviously the guy died. But so did the lady. Wait, I saw this movie. It was a jello. <laughs> You can't remember which one they're starting to oh, blur. Oh, uh, uh, not so it's sweet, so perverse. Uh, no, but it's a Lindsay. It's a, it's an Umberto yeah. Lindsay. It's uh, 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 it'll come to me. Anyways, it's, it's, it's the, the one where, where the pretty man actually did murder somebody for once. Yes. Um, is it the one where it starts out where Carol Baker is a race car driver? Yes. Yes, it's that one. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Carol was a race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, so she died. She died. She exploded. She was every inch of her body burned. Horrible, horrible death. As dead as a human can be. Put her in the put her in the ground. She's dead. And then she disappeared from the hospital and was seen walking around town fully healed. 
less than a week later not burned Mm -hmm. definitely not dead just just uptight living her life well that doesn't jive with anything we've seen in this so far wait a minute (laughs) and it is at this point that i was like oh maybe the mom ate that mermaid flesh is what happened (laughs) that what you're thinking Maybe, maybe there's mm-hmm. some of this mermaid flesh got passed around. Uh-huh. Let's, let's let's look into this. Uh, now it's lunchtime, and uh, Yukia tells uh, the boy to uh, go get his mom because it's lunchtime. So he's like, "Mom, it's lunch," and she very uh, reasonably <laughs> grabs. <laughs> she, she she borrows Kenneth Branagh's scissors from dead again. They're so pointy. These are the pointiest shears you could have on your nightstand. Like, <laughs> what was she doing before this? Was she cutting wooden dowels? Like, there's there's no. It is she the was, most. She was waiting for her son, right, to come and come and get her first lunch so she could do a stab. Yeah, they're murder scissors, and she Look, jumps at him, and she's, she's just like sharpening them. She was sitting in her boudoir, looking at her own cleavage, noticing <laughs> the fading scar marks that were across her chest from mm-hmm. question mark, and the kid interrupts her melancholy time, so she's got to stab him. Yeah, clearly, she's like, "Here's what's for lunch: six inches of steel." By the way, when she was looking at her scar, I did actually think to myself, "Maybe she's the mermaid." Because the title, she's the one with the scar. I fa- I solved it. I solved her riddle, anime. Okay, <laughs> not. She's just a boy murderer or attempted boy murderer. Is it mermaid scar or mermaid's scar? It's possessive. It's the scar of the mermaid. But that means that it could be the scar given by the mermaid or the scar of the mermaid herself. What if it was a little more figurative and just we've all been scarred by mermaids? Oh, well, I have. I saw the lure. I've definitely been scarred by Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, you think that's scary. You should try watching Splash, T-O-O, the made-for-TV sequel. Oh, you think Splash. I haven't seen Splash, T-O-O? I saw it haven't. my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> Terrifying. Terrifying. Yuki tries to stop the mom. Hey, what we don't do is murder children. What do you think of that as a rule for things? And the mom's like, no, but I really love murdering children, and I want to start with this one. And then, whammo, uh, we, she comes down hard, and then the camera pulls back, and blood flecks the screen. And we're just like, oh, no, she, she murdered the boy. And then we see that Yuta got his, got his big old arm in there, and he just like a fucking boss blocked the scissors with his arm and is just like what's all this then what's going on lady what's happening the end of the original splash ends with daryl hannah being very specific that tom hanks can never go back to his 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 life on land if he goes with her that's that's she literally says you can never go back and the beginning of splash 2 is ersatz tom hanks and daryl hannah with daryl hannah being like oh no you can totally go back there's totally a way it's fine it's just like it's not ugh, it's bad you're gonna have to make uh, a, a short video or youtube <laughs> uh for this uh <laughs> i don't think, think that do you feel better anna do you feel better now that you've gotten this off your chest or do you feel yes. okay Splash, <laughs> Splash 2 can't hurt you anymore. Okay. 
Yuta, Yuki, the boy, they're all hanging out in the side room where the first aid kit is. And, you know, they're discussing the possibility that maybe the mom should go away for a while. (laughs) (laughs) After the attempted stabbing and murder. And uh, Masato is like, nah, nah, let's go the other way with it. She seems, you know what? I think she got this out of her system. She seems okay by me. Besides, snitches get stitches. <laughs> Not in this case. No. <laughs> they get they get wounds that they heal from immediately. Our young burly protagonist is like, well, I'm going to go talk to her. I'll go have a chat with her and tell her not to abuse little children. And I thought that is what he says. It's a good it's a good step. That's a good that is a good way to start off. He could even narrow that down and be like, let's start with not abusing your son and then let's work on other kids. Once that's let's ask a, yeah. Let's ask a few questions. Let's narrow the field to specific children you should start by not abusing and then like <laughs> But here's the payoff for the oh, the lady of the house might be a mermaid or might have eaten a mermaid or might be a mermaid flesh dealer, you know? Yuda's <laughs> like, hey. I heard about the explosion. Here, I'm taking off my bandages. Look, no blood. I'm 500 years old and not a vampire. I have I have some questions about Yuda being immortal. Because when we see him working at the job site, like, he's very, like, weak. Like, he's not good at it. Even though he looks really brawny. And I'm like, so maybe when he ate mermaid flesh, he got, like, locked in and he can't build muscle mass. He's just stuck with whatever level of strength he had at the time. Is what you were thinking, like, well, obviously, if you're immortal, you should be swole. No. <laughs> that is a type of horror that you've just invented. You yeah, five... like, what if you what if you go Tetsuo? Yuda, you had 500 years <laughs> to, fucking, to fucking take some protein powder, fucking, you know, do some crunches. You lazy, eternal no, motherfucker. Saying, you I'm should be gacked by now. I'm saying he looks jacked, but he's shown to be physically fairly like he does. He lacks stamina, if nothing else. And I'm just like, I just I just wonder, because like we will learn later that mermaid flesh does seem to lock you into whenever you took it. And it was just the thing I thought about. The closest analog I have to the mermaid immortals is Highlander. I thought that as well. They, for the most part, follow Highlander rules. Yeah, it's including but not limited to the only way <laughs> to do murder to somebody who's eaten the mermaid flesh is to cut their head clean off. And weird weather conditions when some of the stuff happens. Yes. Yeah, not the not mm. the worst immortality I've heard of. Like Hulk immortality is pretty bad. Yeah. Or the type of immortality where your flesh just has to recongeal over uh, time, like a uh, Hellraiser. Oh yeah. Or, or the kind where you turn into, like, you're immortal and all-powerful, but you're a big rubbery monster with no real hands. Or you're a pretty young lady and you reproduce through budding. What? Tomie. Oh, I haven't read Tomie. I thought, <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I'm reading Uzumaki, okay? <laughs> I want the listener to know that Corey made a face like... Her entire room just filled with fart. And she was offended. <laughs> Deeply offended. 
Corey has every right to expect that I would have, at this point in my life, read Tomie, one of the classic horror manga of all time. Especially since I'm pretty sure she knows that I got a copy this summer, and I still haven't read it. Because I was reading Uzumaki, but anyway. Okay. Well, I'm glad you two worked this out. Corey, can we go on with the show, do you think? Or do you want to, do you need a minute to be mad at Anna? Do you need to berate me? I'm fine. Like, we're only <laughs> up to the point where Yuta finally breaks the question. Hey, hey, lady, have you eaten mermaid flesh by any chance? Like, are you possibly also immortal? Hey, we heard about your, your boat accident where you burned to death, but got up afterwards. <laughs> I wish he'd Columboed it and be like, "Ooh, just one more question. Just, uh, just one more question. Um, do you, you, know do you like sashimi? <laughs> <laughs> Feel more of a pressed sushi gal. Yeah. Uh, out, out in the first aid room, Masato is like, hey, when that guy said he'd take care of things with my mom, did he mean he would, like, punch her a lot or something? Is is she going to be okay? And UK is like, well, you can go look. That'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know if UK is really a great nanny. She's not, she's not terrific. Um, and she does, she does not really get to hold on to her position, it seems like. Uh, but uh, we learn a little more about everything you need to know about mermaid flesh, but we're afraid to ask. Here's another thing about mermaid flesh, just in case any of you, the home listener gets your hand on a little and is like, hey, I'll try this out and be immortal. Mm -hmm. You might become immortal. And in fact, nine characters in this episode are people who have become immortal. <laughs> there aren't nine characters in this entire episode. It's true. Like, it's not Picano. We meet. <laughs> Come on. Oh, I can't believe I got those two things confused. This yeah. and the thing that I don't know what you're talking about. There are four mortal people in this episode. Um, so it feels like it's a pretty common thing. But no, if you eat the mermaid flesh, maybe you become immortal. Or you might die. Or you might turn into a monster. And that's why you would have spent 500 years alone. Because it's really rare that it'll actually work. And so he kind of just roamed the face of the earth, probably just Japan, for 500 years. Probably. As just a, a hunky dude with muscles working construction for, it, for just the price of a roof over his head. And apparently it fucking sucked. <laughs> apparently it was horrible and he hated it. That's when Masajo sticks his head in the room is like, Mom, are you still mad at me? Like, stabbing mad? On a scale of one to stabbing. <laughs> Zero to stabbing. Where are you? <laughs> Four? Four-ish? That's just with safety scissors. If you're out of four, it's like... And they're left-handed ones, too, so you can't even oh. use them that well. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, Mom's like, all right, we got... Listen, I want to talk to you about Mermaid Flash, but not around the kid. I'll talk to you some other time when the KID isn't here. Now it's a little later, and uh, and uh, Yuda is standing there, and he's having thought broods like, I have to do something to help this child. We have to do something. This child is in danger, and I have to help him. And uh, uh, Yuki is there, and she's yeah. like, can yeah, I go? At the, the, at the end of the day, Yuta and Yuki had to, had to leave the house. <laughs> Like, well, just stay and be okay. like hey we're really concerned about this kid she's just like well end of the work day time to leave bye hey yuki has a hot date that she cannot be late for all right 
it's not her fault that unpaid labor seems to be a thing that is necessary here. She respects her time and her value. Yep. <laughs> and if a kid gets killed because of it, that's just the price of doing business. Back to the mom. Uh, she's brooding about the nature of mermaid flesh and how she's not quite bouncing back from wounds the way that she used to. And she's worried that she might actually die one of these days. Although I can't tell <laughs> if it's worry or if it's like relief. But she doesn't seem thrilled either way. Yuta is back at construction. Yuki comes by uh, before she goes up to the mansion because, you know, got to get that hot goss with uh, work <laughs> mom. <laughs> Or actually, she's got some bling to show off in this case, which right? Mana actually makes very clear to Yuta. It's like, you know, she's definitely not his sister. Whoa, look at this engagement ring! I definitely was trying to parse, like, so wait a minute. It was obviously a lie that these two were brother and sister, but also, am I noticing some kind of spark between Yuta and Yuki? Uh, maybe? No, she has a date. Okay, but regardless, Mana is definitely like grabs Yuki by the wrist and goes, look, she's engaged. Okay, look, like she seems very like weirdly serious about it. She's weirdly serious about literally everything, though, to be fair. Oh, and uh, and uh, uh, Yuda uh, is uh, she, because Yuki is like, I wanted to check on your wound. And Yuda's like, I don't even have an arm. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 but she's a little bit even melancholy about her wedding it's not all congratulations mm -hmm. she uh has gotten attached to the, the the tiny child that she has to take care of for a week maybe two weeks i don't know how many days it's not been it, not, it doesn't looks feel like, like a two. long time <laughs> and then yuda tells her to sort of like ease her mind he's like and again this is probably the this is probably a subtitle issue. He says, you'll be a great wife, which is like, I don't know if I would ever say that to a friend who's just got an engagement. Like, it just seems like I don't know what his qualifications for a great wife are. It's just it felt it felt one step too personal <laughs> in a way that I can't quite put my finger on. You know, I'd marry you in a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> well, your, your fellow is so lucky to get to have sex and marriage with you i would you have settling too. down written all over you domesticity <laughs> you're gonna love it i can see you wasting your life for some schmo who doesn't deserve it uh it'll be the it'll look so good on you so good at it you're gonna be so good at it <laughs> yeah we're we're in the early 90s here in japan and this was written in the for in the 80s so we've got uh the young couple that can't be a couple because it's not right to rent a room to a, a boy and a girl who are not related. Mm -hmm. And then we've got this housekeeper who's like, she's worried about getting married. So of course she's worried about being a good wife and provider for her husband <laughs> who will have many, many sons. <laughs> you have wide childbearing hips, my dear. He'll be fine. We never even meet the guy he doesn't matter even a little bit. It only matters that, you know, she's engaged and sh she can't work if she's married. Because she's got to be a good wife, which she's going to be. You just know by looking at her. Mm. Uh, look, and then Yuta's like, 
I don't know what to do about Masato. Like he has more like, what are we going to do about Masato <laughs> feelings? We need to talk about Masato. He has those feelings, but the man is like, well, you want to take care of him? He's like, mm, no, I don't think I want to do that, but we should do something. I'm just, mm, maybe a fruit basket. I don't know. Uh, Masato overhears that Yuki is leaving and he is very sad. He's, he's grown attached to his, his nanny friend. And, and at this point, I'm still like, this poor little guy. He's had, what a rough few days. He's, his mom almost stabbed him, and he was weirdly cool about it. Now he's going to be left alone forever in the house with his stabbing mom. Mm -hmm. And so Masato is just grumping in his room, and Yuki comes to check on him, and she's like, I'm so sorry I'm leaving, but I have to go be a good wife. I'll still be around for a while. And then Masato does what any child would do, which is... <laughs> Reach into his pocket and pull out a paper wrapped hunk of fish. Would you like some pocket? Sweet salmon. Did you say pocket? I only refer to it in my notes as pocket fish. It looks like it looks salmon y, but yes. He's got tears in his eyes. He's like, please just taste it. <laughs> pocket salmon. Please enjoy my pocket salmon. Our mermaid salmon. I guess let's have this discussion for a second. I kind oh. of assumed that it would be kind of a, 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 you know, kind of more of a like a cod, like a white flaky fish. But you're, you're you guys are thinking. I think that maybe it depends on the mermaid. Maybe it varies, and also it depends on where you take the flesh from. Because if you take it from the top part, it's probably like you know a lump of meat, like you know human meat. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you? This never occurred to me. <laughs> mermaids are both surf and turf that's great is it that's hot as hell that's that's so efficient now you want to eat a mermaid a little <laughs> you just want the middle i don't want to tell any tales out of school but i'd be part of that world uh, why was she the you. good kind of mermaid with the fish part on the top and the woman part on the bottom? <laughs> like Magritte envisioned. Uh. But the thing is, if someone tell, asks you, are you a god? You say yes. And if a child offers you pocket salmon, you say no. You're going to... You're going to say no to a small crying child who is offering you a delicious pocket treat and in the hope that and whose heart you've just broken. How boy, you are resistant to peer pressure, my friend. I'm a bad person. So we'll just get that out of the way. Oh yeah. But you hate kids. I forgot about that. I don't hate kids. I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, we can cut this out. I, no, absolutely not. Let's let's get it out there. I don't hate kids. I don't have anything to talk about with them. My mom can put the my mom my mom who's a fucking sellout. The the minute she became a grandmother, she was like, "I love the little children." When I was growing up, my mom said to me, "I don't like kids until I can have a full conversation with them and they can hold up their end of the conversation." Cut to my sister has two kids and she's just like, "Who loved to poo poo?" And I was just like, you lying sack of shit, mom. Here's the thing for me and little kids is that little kids and I have a lot of the same interests. So I don't really mostly have a problem engaging with them. <laughs> we do a lot of the same stuff. 
I have had a child offer me pocket treats. It would be like a fistful of slobber-covered granola bar. Yeah. <laughs> Just the stickiest I... club of food. My favorite Sergio Leone movie. Kids are weird and gross. I like them, but they're weird and gross. Here's the thing I think we can all agree on. If a child pulls a thing of fish, raw fish, out of their pocket that is wrapped in, like, in the brown paper towels that look like you just got them right out of the boys' room um, with, like, literally, like, giant chunks of wood in it, you, here's what you do. You go, oh, I would love to play pocket salmon with you. Let me try it. Nom, 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 and oh, you yeah. throw the piece over your shoulder. Not Yuki. Of course, of course, I'll eat your pocket fish. Num, 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 num. And then she goes, uh, uh, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so well. And bloof, she <laughs> turns into a monster, but she retains her haircut, which is the most adorable fucking thing in the world. Because it is an ugly, ugly monster, but with just kind of a nice brunette bob. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, well. At least, at least the mermaid mermaids respect hair, I guess, uh, and and so she gets to keep her locks. Nothing else. She's a monster and is real bad. The big gangly arms with claws and the frog mm -hmm. lips. Her eyes are so fucked up. <laughs> Chameleon eyes. Whoa. She's also. We will learn real squishy. <laughs> like flesh wise, her flesh is just like like a like a pudding. I I may have missed that. I feel like every time spoilers, every time she gets stabbed by something, it seems like it seems like she's very easy to like permeate. I don't know, Anna. I'm not a stabist. Listen, you don't get to where I am in life without doing some stabs, okay? Maybe it's the kind of thing where it's like she needed like uh, 24 hours to set. Yeah, maybe she maybe she's just a, she's like cello that hasn't been in the fridge long enough. Right, or you know, there's a, she has to like develop her exoskeleton or something. <laughs> it's like it, a it shark, is. it's like all collagen. Yes, that's uh, that's the reason why I survived being dropped off a cliff when I was a child. Because you were made of jello. Because you're a shark. I was, and I was like literally like six months to a year, and my body when a little baby is born, as far as as far as I know, <laughs> their bones are they're still pretty collagen-y. And my babysitter, my bot, my babysitter dropped me off the side of a cliff, and I banged and banged and banged down, and uh, and I survived the end. <laughs> but the, <laughs> my mom like always, my uh, well, the opposite because his head is so hard that nothing can permeate oh, right. it. I was I was so tiny and wee, and my bones hadn't quite firmed <laughs> up yet. I guess I don't know. It's a science thing. <laughs> Oh, and then somebody tried to stab me with a giant pair of scissors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so well, that I believe you can you can drop a baby off a cliff and they'll be okay, but you can't shake them. I don't make the rules. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I'm not not okay. <laughs> can I just make it really clear right the second that I'm not saying I want to shake a baby? I'm just trying to figure out what the baby rule. Why is. would you even put that out there? Neither of us thought. Neither. I think I can't kind of did. No. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. <laughs> I guess I protested a bit too much. Now I want to get you just like a big cocktail shaker for babies only. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little vermouth. 
Here's your baby. Let me make you a drink, baby. Don't call me baby. No, literally, it's a drink, baby. <laughs> Look, there's winds and chaos. You can't just, yes. in this economy, you can't just turn into a monster without the wind blowing and the sun dimming and brightening. And, and Mana and Yuta are like, oh, that looks like a something is happening up on the big old hill. Let's, hey, check it out. Their impressions are confirmed as a giant monster arm bursts out the window and showers them in glass. And they both go, great hair. <laughs> but she has great hair. <laughs> so Yuta tackles the monster, tries to get the kid out of the way, and Mana, in a brilliant move, grabs the very, very pointy scissors and stabs the monster up between the ribs. And, and kills it very good. No, it does absolutely no. nothing. Oh, oh does yeah. Nothing. No, she gets like backhanded against the the sofa, the furniture, yes. and then actually manages to grab the kid and run off. Yep. And uh, the mom, who is on the floor at this point, because she got slashed bad across the mm. chest by the monster, uh, she actually grabs Yuta, and then we all remember that she wanted this child dead. So she crawls towards Masanto, 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 after Masanto makes GMO uh, vegetables, uh, Masato, and bites him on the fucking shoulder. (laughs) She takes a big hump of him like he was just so much pocket fish. uh, (laughs) And and at that point, I was like, wait, vampires? Now vampires now? What's happening? What is going on? And his shoulder starts bleeding and it's a go on, Anna. Sometimes you are slashed up by a monster. Sure. You don't have a weapon, but you always still got your teeth. If you still have teeth and that's all you got. That's, that's all you can use. And you just maybe have to chew through a child to kill it. Sometimes. It makes, you know, you, you, what you want to do is you want to loosen up the child in a few pressure points because that <laughs> makes for easy shaking. Okay. You know what? I've revealed a lot about myself already this episode. I just want to say I'm a biter. I understand the impulse. <laughs> All right. You're mad. You want to bite someone. You want to just like bite them and show them who's boss. Oh, okay. All right. You, just, you know what? Let's put it all out there. All of it. No. I'm not ashamed. Let's stop putting it out there. Let's pull it back in. <laughs> All right. I take back everything I said. The subtitles are perfect. Yuda is getting his ass handed to him. She is cleaning the floor with him and waving her silky mane to and fro. Mana manages to grab the kid and haul ass down the hallway downstairs. Uh, The mom tries to follow after losing her, her... chomp chomp hold i guess uh but she doesn't make it very far so she ends up crawling to the top of the stairs and screaming after them to stop and mana just drops the kid at the front gate like okay kid stay here for a minute everything's gonna be fine and she's gonna go back in and do some murder and she does like a really cool heroic like cheek wipe which Mm. reveals to the kid that she had a cut on her cheek from the glass falling and when she wipes it away there's no wound if you eat the mermaid flesh you will probably die or turn into a monster unless 
your the majority of people in this. No, cast. here's here. No, here, so here's the thing: is this is just a confluence. Like you know, like took five hundred years to find Mana. Quickly, the backstory on Mana that I read online is that she was she is a recent mermaid flesh eater. She was she was raised by her horrible village as a sacrifice, and then they gave her mermaid flesh so that they could then sacrifice her and eat her because they're bad. And Yuta saved her from this. She's like basically homeschooled and she's only been immortal for like a couple weeks. <laughs> she hasn't had a chance to start her workout regimen, Anna, which is what you want all immortal people to have. Well, she hasn't had a chance to learn to make tea is what I'm saying. Yes. You got to get those oxidizers. <laughs> and then uh, Yuda does, Yuda does scissor murder to the monster. He sure does. It's, it's got him in a stranglehold and he reaches up and pulls the scissors out and jabs it through its open mouth, back through the back of its throat, and then rotates and does a stabbing back into the brain. And since we know that Yuda's extremely weak, that's what makes me think that, that this monster is, like, really putting me. How many eye beams does a person need to carry to be strong <laughs> in your eyes? All of them, Corey. Like, a lot of them. And not put them down and be like, whoo, this is too much work for poor Yuda. I'm not used to this kind of thing. Why do you need all immortals to be Magnus von der Magnuson? I, really I just, I'm just curious as to how it works. He's not that, I, you're making it sound like he's fucking Jerry Lewis and the whole thing. And he's just like, oh, boy, a chopstick. I broke my arm. Lifting exactly it. how he is. Oh, no, a stiff Basically. breeze. I'm, I'm bruised and bloody. He's a young man in a 90s anime. <laughs> Yeah, and he can't carry more eye beams, like as many eye beams as I would reasonably expect. How many eye beams can you fucking carry? I okay. First of all, I'm forty-five, and second of all, I'm not in anime. Not that you know of. Okay, look, maybe you know what? Maybe he was wearing his weighted clothing for training purposes. No. Or, or maybe he doesn't want people to know that he's super strong and is sort of Clark Kenting mm, it. Okay, I'll buy that. I'm just saying he looks stronger than he acts. That's all And I'm also, saying. when he acts sad and tired, then Mana's there with, like, the iced tea and the, oh, tell me about your day. Was it hard? <laughs> so he's 500 years old and she's, like, 15, and I don't feel good about that being a relationship. That's a different conversation. <laughs> that is a very May-December relationship. <laughs> you know, maybe give her 100 years or so before... <laughs> Before you consider this, I yeah, there's a mm, weird. Uh, look, he stabs her in the brain a thousand million times, and now she's dead. Monsters, and then he looks by the floor. There is a broken engagement ring. Oh, the monster was engaged. <laughs> Probably to another monster. That's why she got her hair did. <laughs> oh, it all makes sense now. You know what? I wonder what happened to Yukie though. We don't see her for the rest of the. She just sort of disappears. Oh no! Oh, Anna, no! Wait. You see what happened is Wait. Wait. she was Ring. she was the monster. No! So he puts it together with the ex because it looks like it's a ring that's broken in such a way like someone's finger got real big and green. The the finger that is like next to the ring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he runs over to the mom and is like, "Why, mom?" person did you feed this perfectly 
this woman who's going to be a great, she was going to be a great wife. She had her whole wife ahead of her. <laughs> Why did you feed her mermaid flesh, you jerk? And the mom's just like, it wasn't me. Is that stupid kid? Is that jerk? He's trying to replace me. Have you seen Let the Right One In? It's a lot like that. I actually haven't. I've seen neither version. And I oh. really, it's on my list for the, uh, for. Wait, wait, wait. Corey, have you seen either version? I've seen both. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to watch it. It's going to get watched. It's, don't, you know what? Watch the good, watch the good okay. version. The, the, Ameri- the American version. No. I don't know if there's a parallel. Because like, it's the, the vampire saves the kid from a bad situation. This is not that. I, it's no, I no, I, I'm just it's it's look, it's similar because it's got a small immortal child in it that's making adults immortal to take care of them. That's yes. the similarity. I got more with the not the immortal part. I got I got a lot of uh, the omen in this as well. Like that's this it. is this is a little. This, this is a little, I've never seen the omen. This was my first introduction to <laughs> evil children. <laughs> Corey, have you seen the omen? No, actually, I haven't. That's one for the list. I don't even. I, I, I've been meaning to watch it again. It's real silly. Um, but anyways, uh, so she's like, "Look, the kid wanted to replace me, and he liked the he liked the nanny, so it was uh, you know, blah blah blah." That was she's gonna make her immortal, but now she's Monstar, and now she's dead Monstar. At this point, Yuda leaves the house looking for Mana and Masato, and they're gone. They're gone yeah. from the front gate somehow. This child has hornswoggled this adult 15-year-old woman, two weeks immortal, into following him to his secret stash of monster poison. I mean, no, that's stupid. I have no explanation. Come with me to my little clubhouse. Uh, And they get to the little clubhouse and she's like, hey, uh, so first of all, why do you have a supply of monster poison? And second of all, where is it? Because we definitely got a monster. And uh, Masato is like, these are both all great questions. And the way I'm going to answer it is by picking up this stun gun and zizzing you in the tummy. Zip a zap. <laughs> and I was not fucking expecting that. I will tell you that for the low, low price of free. I definitely did not know that this kid had a motherfucking stun gun and was going to gank this lady in the tum tum, but she drops like uh, she drops like a sack of bricks. And did you? Yes. Did you expect that she would get tied up with barbed wire afterwards? I sure as shit didn't. Because <laughs> that's that's awful. No, no, it is. Uh, it's super. I don't like thinking about it. It's super fucked up. Uh, we do. It's a quick shot of you to be like, Mana, where are you? What's happening? And cut back to her. And she is bound across the arms, the waist, and the ankles with barbed wire. And it, I can't even imagine how much it hurts. Right? But the boy can. Masato's like, hurts, doesn't it? You might be immortal, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't feel pain. Also, neener, neener, neener. Anyway, you're my new mom now. How's that? <laughs> Pretty good, right? And I find the deal. best the best friendships start by wrapping the other person in barbed wire. After electrocuting them. After electrocuting them, yes. Meanwhile, Yuta and mom are having a conversation about 
the past and history and the mermaid flesh that she definitely didn't feed to Yuki because that's Masato's jam. You see, she met him for the first time back in World War II. Doodly 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 doo. There'd been an air raid. Her husband and child had died, so she was just kind of sitting there in the wreckage of her home when this little kid approached and was like, hey, want to try some pocket salmon? <laughs> and she's like, eh, I want to die anyway. This might speed things up. She's not hurt. I want to make that clear. She's not like going to live. She just says, I had lost my will to live. She's hurt inside. She's just having a sit down for a long time. It's the kind of thing where I found myself thinking like, Oh, would this have made a little more sense if it was like she was damn near death and the kid was like, here, eat this if you want to live. But she's just sitting there being like, you know, like my whole family's dead. And then the kid's like, eat pocket salmon. And she's like, I guess. The thing, well, so the thing is that I don't think Masato ever actually tells people what the pocket salmon is going to do ahead of time. So they don't really, it's not like they're like, oh, immortality, I'll give it a shot. She's just like, well... I mean, I feel like she was like probably pretty disassociated at that point, and you probably sure. put anything up to her lips, and she would have eaten it. I don't mean that in a weird sex way. Too late. Uh, she and then we're back at the present. She's like, you know what? And it was cool for a while. We were having a real <laughs> yeah. good time, bopping around, being people, having adventures. Pretended it was but, my dead son. It was great. But then I didn't get older, and he didn't get older, and also he is fucking professor moriarty like he's just, <laughs> he's also i came to find out he's history's greatest monster yeah and he's unkillable so i was just stuck with this horrible murder monster child and uh i just left him i ditched this kid yeah I and ran so far went away. and fell in love with a wealthy man and it was going great until our yacht exploded mysteriously. And, <laughs> and then he saw it on the news and came came to find me. Because, <laughs> you know, yacht explosions make the national news in Japan. More like the mysterious widow who died in the explosion walking around on the street. Oh, possibly. A week later. Possibly? You think possibly that'll get new? Uh, I don't know. All right. That, somebody... that particular thing might have been the clue. <laughs> I don't that he followed mm, to the Do you think that was like town. a news story? Actually, no, wait. I, I I know what Japanese programs are like, and it was probably on some sort of. It's probably on like Beat Takashi's weird, weird mysteries of Japan or something. She's probably their local mascot. Like she drives <laughs> tourism in that town. <laughs> Come see the stern immortal lady. Oh, what does she do? Is she very strong? No. <laughs> There's probably no, a mascot again, character. She's not that strong. Masato is just like taunting Mana like eh, you're gonna be my new mom and she's like absolutely not that's never gonna happen and then he's like well this has been fun but I'm gonna go kill Yuta bye obviously you're really hung up on Yuta so if I kill him then you'll be my mom this math checks out it's not like my other mom's dead or anything so I got a backup if need be Mom is healing too slowly. Masato's like, yep, it's doing that now. You're going to heal slower and slower. Okay, is like Masato using like off-brand mermaid flesh or like it's been in his pocket for so long it doesn't work very well? Or why, why is she, like, why is the mom character losing her regenerative? Or is it because she's like been blown up and stabbed so much that it's worn? It's just like over 
empowerment. It kind of sounds like they all are. I, f- I thought I saw that Masato also was like, yeah, I've been having trouble bouncing back lately too. So oh. I don't, I think it's like, <laughs> I think it's like the booster and the, and the vaccine, like, you know, it's going to get you so far. But then I don't know but, if you have to keep eating mermaid flesh. Like, but Yudas definitely hasn't been eating mermaid flesh since like the first time. He hasn't been upping it. Like he would right. happily like die of wounds. Uh, it seems like because he's so depressed about being extremely old. So I just, I don't know. Maybe this is explained elsewhere. I just it was it seemed curious. Yeah. Yeah. So Yudas been listening to the story of mom and child, the unhappy tale, and Masato arrives to confront him explains the whole thing about how their powers are failing and then takes out a little kitty slingshot with a little <laughs> little metal marble and pings Yuta in the face. And there's a uh, there's a chase through the house and Yuta's going to almost catch up with him, but then there's a whole floor cover, covered with these little ping balls and he slips and slips <laughs> and slips and basically what Masato <laughs> has done is he is a He's attempting to home alone yes. Yuna's head off. So yes. he, puts down, he puts down the marbles, and the idea is he's going to fall neck first. <laughs> the physics of this are a weird thing to plan for. I'm just going to throw that out there. There's a lot of wires there. And falls and is going to fall neck first on piano wire. There's a bunch of different wires that his neck could fall on. Yes. Also... Let's say that he fell on them and he didn't get decapitated, but he could potentially get like very badly wounded to the point where he can't move around very much and make him easy pickings. Which is basically what his follow-up is, where (laughs) instead of going back to old slingshot, he just pulls out a gun. (laughs) I stood up. At that point, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's his World War II gun. You're just not expecting. You're not expecting this kid to have a stun gun. When the kid pulled out a slingshot, I was like, "This makes more sense." And then the kid fucking just pulls out from his bag of holding a luger <laughs> and fucking and murks Yuta like twelve times. But yeah, jump, zaz. Yeah, just gunshot, and then that doesn't work, so shot to the shoulder. Like, his accuracy isn't great, but the volume. Yuta's a little cheesed off about all of this. He's just like, look, kid, I was alone for 500 years, so I'm going to stay with Mana. Thank you very much. And also, we got to talk about you just handing out mermaid flesh willy-nilly. Who have you been giving this to? Where's Bucky, and what has he had? (laughs) And Masada's like, well, if you think I'm so awful, just kill me. And he's like, I will, but I don't know if I my moral... And then Masato <laughs> jams his finger right in his fucking eye. <laughs> and hey, by the way, friends, this is like... This is full Fulci. This is like, this is not like, this is not a Three Stooges. Yuna doesn't put his hand up over his nose and block it and go, ah, ah. No, we see this. I mean, they should be playing sexy saxophone music for the He's amount of penetration deep. that's happening. He is knuckle deep in skull. <laughs> it sucks. It's fucking is- awesome, but it sucks. This is why I wear glasses. You'll put your opponent in an ethical dilemma and then take one of their eyes out. I mean, it's a good plan. It's a great plan. And then at this point, Masato goes into like James Bond villain. He's like, 
Well, Mr. Utah, as long as you're going to die, I'm just going to tell you, I don't even remember how many people I've given out mermaid flesh to. I'm 800 years old. Where does the time go? You can't keep track of how many people you've turned into monsters with great hair. Although I remember the first time. It was this lady who was dying, and it was a long time ago, and she ate the mermaid flesh and became a monster, and maybe she was my mom. Maybe not. I don't give a fuck. Oh, it's just too hot today. Who can remember? It's been 800 years. I barely remember my own name. So now I have a question. Is, the, is his pocket fish 800 years old? I believe, I believe at some point they, they he says he got more, so it might yeah, not be. It, it, in the in the sub it says he tried to make more too, which le- lends to like the whole is he feeding people imitation mermaid? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> I had, you know what? I had some of that. I had some of that in the California roll once, and it was. I gotta tell you, it's like pretty close stick. to the real thing. Pretty close to the real thing. Pollock, yeah. Maybe it actually is salmon. He's just like I don't know what mermaids are. This is a fish. Oh, but it's and like then... it's eight hundred years old, and maybe, that's why people are dying and turning into monsters. Maybe if you keep salmon in your pocket for too long, that's what happens. I got salmon in my pocket and the other one's holding a gun. Yoda's <laughs> <laughs> oh. just like, I hate that story you told. I hate that you've shot me a thousand times. I hate that you're just like like a shriner at a parade throwing out mermaid flesh like it's lifesavers. Like, I hate you and I don't like any of this. Boo! And we cut to Mana, and Mana is that PSO? Mana makes a pretty fucking amazing escape. Yeah. In that she just sort of wriggle raggles down the side of a, a giant hill, like a baby over a cliff, and just but yes, and just butt slides down with all that barbed wire digging into her, and it's just like, oh, she's gonna need some bactine. She is going to need some calamine lotion, uh, and she lands. She lands at an SO, and she actually she bumps right into the bride from Kill Bill uh, as she has escaped. Her, hey, did you almost sudden death? Well, yeah, also I escaped death as well. We should we should compare notes at some point. It's like and, a really funny bit because they have a gas station attendant there, just like doopy doopy doo, and she's like, "Get me out of here!" It's like for. Fuck's sake, get this barbed wire off of me. <laughs> Give me a scooter. He tries to untie her at first, but then he's like, ooh, oh no, it's real sharp. And then we assume that she finally gets out. Meanwhile, Masato is like, hey, Yuda, can I ask you a question? <laughs> of the surprising things that this child somehow has accumulated in the last 800 years, were you expecting giant wicked axe? Which is too heavy for him. It's adorable. There's that, you know, you say I don't like children, but there is nothing cuter than a child who can barely lift an axe trying to murder you. I was just like, oh, I want this Hummel figure. Um, 
This was to me the least surprising thing because I don't know anything about anime, but all I know from conventions is everybody's always carrying around giant edged weapons. <laughs> not untrue. People just have fucking big swords, big axes, and then they just have them. And look, if you need things chopped, you can do this. Oh, I want to introduce you to Berserk. <laughs> oh. When you're running through the maze and you're shooting robots and then Evil Auto gets you? No, it's a manga slash anime that's at least partly about a guy with a ridiculously big and heavy sword. His yeah. name's Guts. His name is Guts. Really? Yeah. Well, it's Gatsu, but they <sighs> tend to transliterate it as Guts. He tries to cut off Yuta's head, and he still has a gun, and it's just, it's looking bad for Yuta. Mana shows up, and she's going to try and rescue him, and then Masato shoots Yuta like, more times, many more times, and it looks real bad. Uh, Mana shows up, and she's like, hey, quit with that shooting and beheading, and Masato shoots her, and then Masato <laughs> picks up the axe and cuts off what appears to be a good deal of Yuta's head. Like, I would say enough. Enough head has been cut off. Turns out this isn't a one and done. It's a flesh wound. <laughs> It's going to take a few more swinging swings of the, the old hack em up. Yes. So he, sh he should have watched all of Lizzie Borden's master class. He, he only got halfway through the spinal cord. And that doesn't count. That's not a beheading. No, I'm sorry. He just got some tendon. Yeah. So if you want to watch a, a attempted beheading in profile, this, <laughs> this OVA's got it for you. This is the place to do it. So then Yuda's like, all right, I'm going to come back in a year like you uh, next year at christmas come find me and then it's your turn to try to chop my head off oh the green knight i'm doing green knight. yeah thanks doesn't really work because i reversed the positions and it's sort of dumb so now mana and yuda are down for the count she's been shot he his neck is trying to glue itself back together he walks into his mother's room and he's like, hey, mom, guess what? I'm not going to try and kill you anymore. Wait a minute. Uh, you're dead, too. Well, these things happen. Well, uh, yes, Hannah. Okay. So if we're like, we need more mermaid flesh so that we don't die. And he had more mermaid flesh. Why didn't he just make his mom eat it? Because she was the already. The woman he's trying to replace? No. By feeding other people his mermaid flesh stash? But part of what they were saying is that they needed more mermaid flesh because they were dying. And but you think he would share that with the woman who stabs him a lot? I'm just, but he seems to want to keep her around. That is his plan now. Because he walks in and he's like, well, here's the problem is mm -hmm. that I shot Mana and then Yuki's a monster and she's a dead monster. So get up, Mom. It's you and me. We're we're buddies. We're going to go be buddies somewhere. And then he's like, oh, she's dead. Like she Because she has, she has now died of her wounds, as she predicted she would. And I guess you can't just like shove mermaid flesh down a dead lady's no. throat. No. And it's, it's more that, I guess, Mana, you know, uh, swore revenge if he successfully killed Yuta and was like, hey, I'm going to hunt you down and turn your body into itty bitty bits if you kill the love of my life. And he's like, wow, this is very similar to the deal I had with the last one. Bye. I have a rebuttal and that rebuttal is fire. 
Yes. You you turn the place out. You light a match. This kid, in a way, he is just, he he's not whistling. He might as well be. He is just pouring gas everywhere with the just the cold, steady hand of someone who has looked at his situation and gone, arson. Yeah. It is now time to arson my way out of this. Arson and Grand Theft Auto, although it's debatably his car. I don't know. Yeah, anyways, Mana wakes up and he's like, oh, hey, you're awake in this uh, smoking hot room that is definitely very on fire. Uh, see ya. I got more mermaid flesh. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Masato out. <laughs> Mono tries to drag Yuta out, and Yuta's Yuta's head. Look, some t- I guess. Look, our wounds are healing slower than they used to, but his head reattaches right quick. I can't stress enough how detached this man's head was, or just about. It was not that detached. There was a dingly was... dangly little piece of neck back. He was not. He was. Not, he wasn't like nearly headless neck. You're right. No, I would say that axe went at best a third of the way through his neck. At um, best. At best. Maybe it's still, you will grant me, uh-huh. people people of the court, people, <laughs> or I'm sorry, the magistrate, uh, whatever y'all call it, uh, because you live in Victorian England. I don't know. Uh, it heals real quick. Like, it reattaches. He's fine to be dragged around and, like, and nearly willy-nilly and dragged out a window. Well, it was, look, it was the back of his neck, and he's being dragged. He's not being dragged head first where it would put like where it would lean it forward it's leaning back onto the and also you see you, you're forgetting that he's been shot and stabbed a bunch too. oh that's true <laughs> yeah and his, his heart's here. stopped yeah he's dead yeah he's very dead at this moment and she's just like well he's dead the decapitation went far enough to mm. actually work um i'm just gonna sit here for a while until a ch- child offers me some fish from their pocket <laughs> And she's been shot too. Like n- nobody's doing well until they get down to the end of the driveway, and then they're both fine. And they hop on a motorcycle and they give chase well, his, to. She she's holding him sadly, and then as she feels his heart start beating, and she cries a little bit, and then and then step and then and then step C is there. They're they're on a motorcycle. Yes. <laughs> There's a bit of connective tissue that we don't get, like the connective tissue that kept his uh, head on. Look, the axe only went through the soft collagenous bit and not the bones that are very hard. Because because he ate mermaid flesh when he was still had baby neck. <laughs> he was fine. And that's why he can't grow muscles. <laughs> yep, he's got soft he's... baby muscles. <laughs> I'm glad we saw that. All came together. Okay. Anyway. Car chase. Anyway, car chase. Uh, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We've got a six-year-old in the driver's seat of, like, this Benz. <laughs> this is, like, gangster mobile. Uh, and then we've got a, a derpy couple in their little scoot scoot. <laughs> uh, and this is all happening on the side of a giant cliff overlooking the ocean, so you know that somebody's going over that cliff. And the kid... Basically, because he's six and he's driving a car. Well, I guess he's not six. He's 800 years old. But maybe uh, still doesn't, doesn't know the really rule. mean he's good at driving. Doesn't mean he's good at driving. Uh, big old truck. 
just fucking just mouths down on him and four flies on gray velvets his shit and he goes <laughs> off flying over the side and uh and in bumo complains yeah, in his head he's like it'll be fine i'll just grow back after this and then carry on my merry way yeah i'll see what i want to do after i come back to life and then we cut to yuna and mana poking over the wreckage being like wow is he dead for real real? It was like, well, if it burned mm. hot enough, yeah, yes. it could have could have done anything. Yeah. Hard to oh, say. Oh, you think that might have ruined the mermaid flesh he had? Maybe. <laughs> hard to hard to say. Maybe mermaid flesh is immortal. We are supposed to believe that this kid got up and walked away. Is is what no, I believe. Yeah, totally. I think so. It's one of the many mysteries, such as can't, why can't you Hulk out if you're an immortal on mermaid flesh? Maybe mermaid flesh is immortal. And when you eat it, if it doesn't turn you into a monster or poison you, it just stays in your colon. But over centuries, you slowly pass it out. And that's why you lose your, your regenerative capabilities. There's also a bit that I read uh, related to the manga where there are mermaids who can pretend to be human that hunt oh. the immortals that have eaten mermaid flesh in order to maintain their power. Oh, huh. So there's like another layer too. Huh. Like Jojo. <laughs> Jojo always has another layer. By the way, Anna, I, the poop theory is solid gold. I am for that. I think that's exactly how it works. Yeah, it's like red meat. Yuda and Mana are walking to what we assume is their next town and their next adventure. And he's like, I saw you crying when you thought I was dead or when I came back to life. And she was like, yeah, I was, I'd never cried before, but I was so happy when you came back, I cried. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Like it's a weird conversation. You like me. She's like, I do. Nope. (laughs) Absolutely not. You're very old. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out, uh, uh, Yuki's hulked out engagement ring. And for a split second, I was like, he's not going to prepare posed to her with this broken monster ring is he <laughs> that that's very, a possibility very inappropriate but instead he just goes ha and throws it into the ocean and it sinks down to the bottom and that is the end of our the credits <laughs> and if you're watching one of the versions that came out in america this seems to also be the last episode yep this was uh, two ovas yeah but they're in different. The reason why I say it with the question mark is because it looked like in the Japanese release they were in a different order. No, they, the OVAs came out in that order, and then there was a TV series that adapted the entire thing. Got it. Um, in pro, in, in I think probably a different order than what the OVAs came out in. But and then there's the manga that's in the order it came out in. But we are, so not only, I just found it a bit like, oh, I'm watching something that's a series, but not only am I watching that, I'm well, I'm coming into it cold and I'm watching the very last episode. That said, there's nothing in it that has any, that gives you any sense that things are wrapping up forever. Like it just yeah. feels like another episode. Think of it as like the second pilot for a show where they did, that was based on something where they like, let's like, like um, book series where they did a pilot where they adapted like one storyline and it didn't didn't really catch on so they they're given another try with Uh, a different story and that one catches on enough that it goes to series and then they redo the pilot as part of the show (laughs) look i'm trying 
No, it, it, look, it makes sense. And that's and that's Mermaid Scar. Coriander, was this your first time seeing it since you were a wee child, or had you watched it a bunch of times? I may have seen it again at one point, but no, I, I, I've not really seen this since I was a kid. How'd it land on you this time? It was more or less the same. I thought both people had gotten tied up with barbed wire, which was definitely like a recurring kind of nightmare scenario oh, no. in my head <laughs> as a youth. Um, so, wow, that's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the more brutal things I've seen, certainly in a cartoon. <laughs> the episodic nature was kind of just what anime was like at the time. You would yeah. get random bits and pieces of different things in any given order, and you, it may be part of something continuous, or it might like it might be like this is the Yu Yu Hakusho movie. If right. you want to find exactly out more, watch the of. series. Or right. here's here's the Revolutionary Girl Utena movie. <laughs> Don't let this influence your impression of what the series is like. You could. It sounds like there's no rhyme or reason to how y'all got things, which must, which makes my respect for people who are able to parse anime in a pre-slash-nascent internet world. And the only thing I can kind of compare it to are people who love, like, genre films and would just, like, tape trade and find shit in the back of magazines and blah, 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 and you never know if the movie you're getting is going to be the movie you're getting. It's not a one-to-one -one thing, but the idea that you could be getting just random stuff that's out of continuity and trying mm -hmm. to piece together with the thing you saw a year ago, like, that's really interesting. That is, that, that requires very advanced kind of critical thinking and problem-solving skills that I kind of wish that I had growing up. Does that, does that make sense? Like, that's yeah. neat. There's a neat sort of treasure hunter kind of aspect to it and puzzle solver. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you like randomly at a video store rented the X-Files movie without being at all aware that there was an X-Files TV series and trying to make sense of that. Sure. I would also put it up to something like if you somehow rented one episode of the X-Files that was like a super heavy con like continuity episode and not a monster sure. of the week one. And you're just sort of like, what's going on? When I was growing up, I watched Robotech and uh, I mm. very quickly realized, oh, I have to watch this day in and day out because if I skip a week, it's utter nonsense. Like it's like you, you have, and I can't mm -hmm. imagine if the way that I encountered Robotech was like, an episode from the last saga and then one from two sagas ago and then blah, blah, blah. Uh, Robotech's Macross, right? Am I making that up? Some of it is Macross. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's complicated. Yes, yeah. it's Macross. Let's not explain it right now. It's a lot. The part that most people remember as Robotech is Macross. Uh, and the, they had hologram singing ladies. Yep. So... Because I come into anime a bit earlier than Corey does because I'm really old. Uh, and so, like, when I started getting into anime, which was in my late teens, early 20s, basically, like, people were just, like, licensing stuff. Like, throwing it at the wall and see, seeing what sticks. But there was a very small, like, slice of what you could get. And they're like, oh, this show is really popular in Japan, but we're not going to license a, like, 80-episode TV series. There's a movie. We'll just put that out. Or, 
oh, we'll just license some really short like OVA stuff that has a lot of violence and sex in it because I think that's what people expect from anime. And then, you know, I wander into a video store and there's a Japanimation or anime section and there's no differentiation between what any of this stuff is. And you just sort of rent what's available and hope for the best. And sometimes it's something, sometimes you get Akira and sometimes you get like Overfiend. And you don't really know the difference yet. <laughs> and I had a question for you hmm. because I, from our Marine Express discussion, you were like, I don't like this era of anime. I don't like old anime. How did this, how, is this sort of more from your era of watching? How did you like, were yeah. you, did you feel more comfortable with this? This to me feels like normal anime as it were. Like, okay. I mean, it's, it's like old but it's still like it's not paced weird it's recognizably like what i think of as like it's 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 from an era like that i'm used to that i like this is sort of the era of old quote-unquote old anime that i would watch like run one it. half is i think roughly around the same time and it's yeah and it's just like stuff like like sailor moon and whatever it's about that level of production value this is a little bit higher because it's an ova but it's it's reasonable it's not it doesn't have any weird goofy shit that i don't like in it it's played seriously it's what i think of as 90s anime basically there's no like i sat on attack and now my bottom is big and then i turned into a tank in a spaceship like exactly like people people act like people except they also turn into monsters and are immortal. yeah um, and, and honestly i think like if the if this had been subtitled well so that that wasn't a distraction i like there there was a certain amount of it that was like like I had difficulty with just because the subs were weird. And also the timing on them was really strange. Like it, yep. it, sometimes they were a little early. Sometimes they were a little late. Sometimes two lines of dialogue that were clearly separated were showed right in a row. So there was a certain amount of me having to translate some stuff, but if I'd watched it normally, like with like quote unquote good subtitles or even like dubbed, um, I would just say flat out, like without reservation, this is a pretty good OVA from that era. I liked it. It was well animated the story and the characters were interesting it wasn't over long i don't have any complaints about it it's perfectly acceptable i really enjoyed it as well if this was a thing that i could watch the rest of the episodes in like a normal and orderly way in the way that the creators sort of imagined it i would totally watch it it gave me it gave me real like like i said at the beginning kind of like 70s and 80s episodic tv that very sort of like you know, kind of the, the wandering warrior going from town to town. Uh, it's It works real well. Uh, it's a reason why it's a trope. Uh, and uh, I liked the two main characters. I, it's neat. It, it's uh, are all, Have you two watched this in its entirety? Nope. I've seen no. nothing other than this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Is there a w way to get, is it, all on, is it all on Crunchyroll or whatever? This is not on Crunchyroll. You can see the dubs on YouTube. There's pro I mean, it's probably it's probably up on Nya or something. I think the uh, Viz and Funimation have a bit of a license, but they haven't reproduced physical media since yeah. forever. Old anime tends to be hard to get a, a hold of nowadays, unfortunately. You would think the opposite, because everybody wants to categorize and you know library everything. Old anime is not entirely beloved by the current generation of anime fans who have grown up on somewhat more dynamic anime and sure. I think don't have the fondness that, that we do for growing up with like more 90s type stuff. 
Much in the same way, Anna, that you don't give a shit mostly about 70s anime. Precisely, because I find, I, yeah, because I, it's really at odds with what I, what I like about anime that got me into it, because it's a different, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like how I don't particularly want to go and watch a bunch of silent film either. No, me neither. You know, or like, I don't know, a bunch of like Laurel and Hardy comedies or something. As soon as they start talking, though, that pre-code stuff is great. There are some, there's some real, we don't have to talk about that right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I, which isn't to say that I will watch not, but it's not my, my focus. Like, it's not I your like, jam. Your yeah. anime, your anime starts 1990 and forward. That's where, that's where your jam is. How about you, Coriander? Or you just watch all of it. I, yeah, kind of watch all mm. of it. I'm in the seventies more or less right now with some of the mobile suit Gundam stuff. Uh, I, think i'm at a point where i have to start getting into um getter robo i'm sorry so rip me see you again in like a decade <laughs> what oh robot enemy has become your your tokusatsu i understand <laughs> is the government of canada paying you to do this you don't have to you don't have to watch a million have you haven't met Ian. I have actually, but he didn't make me watch it. No, Ian's just finished um, uh, Zabungle, so mm. he's not. He's not. He's getting into Mobile Suit Gundam. He's not. He's not going to be riding the Ken Ishikawa Go Nagai train with me. Oh wow! This is an independent project. I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. For 500 years, you will walk this earth alone, watching 70s anime. Here's the funny thing is that I will happily watch like 70s live action Japanese shows. Like I'll watch I'll watch your old Kamen Riders, your old Ultramans, your old Sentais happily. And like, I mean, no for, problem. For, for the size of the collars alone. <laughs> yes. Oh, Josh, have you ever heard of Kai, Kaiketsu Zubat? I have not. I should find an episode for you to watch. You would no, really do. No it. one does collars like Leiji Matsumoto. That's what is that? Um, we we did it. Did we do we it? We did it. We yeah. did it. So it's fun. It's a fun thing that you we think you should hey check it out. Uh, as long as you can handle uh, or, you know some some real like slasher movie level murder. Yeah, the violence yeah. to a child and done by a child. And if that child is eight hundred years old, are they even a child? Yeah. So shake, many questions. Shake away. Mm. I'm not shaking <laughs> children. I'm going to stop recording. Well, should we do, say you wanna, do you want to say who you are before oh, yeah. I stop recording? Yeah. I, I am Anna No 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 Child Shake Wasserman. Oh, God. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at, at Gold Sarcasmium and hold me accountable for my actions. I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me on Instagram at Josh A. Kagan. And I'm Coriander Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Bye-bye, everybody. Coming up next, we have Making Contact by Roland Emmerich, which is Anna's pick. <laughs>